Hello, everybody. Welcome to season eight of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, everyone. We are starting off strong and we are not messing around in season eight. We're bringing back the all too popular and favorite diet reviews. So you probably saw the title. We're going to talk about intermittent fasting today. It's been a hot minute. I don't think we've talked about intermittent fasting since season one. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long time. A lot has changed in the world since then. So it's going to be also more of a not so upbeat dietitian style episode because we'll be talking about comments. Because from like a intermittent fasting standpoint, not really a lot has changed. There is new research, but the overarching our opinion of it hasn't really changed. But we got a lot of really great comments to talk about today and it's always good to review and refresh on this because apparently the world wants to bring it up again and it's having another splurge in popularity so yeah if if you're new around here and you haven't heard one of our not so upbeat dietitians episodes um we've did those a couple seasons back i don't think we did any at all last season or the one before that maybe even But like Emily said, it's where we look at comments that we get usually regarding a certain topic. We did one about the keto diet because of course we've gotten a bajillion keto diet comments. So today we are sifting through my comment sections because I have gotten, I mean, we can't go through them all. I've gotten probably hundreds, not exaggerating, maybe even thousands of intermittent fasting comments. I've had a couple of videos go viral about intermittent fasting. So we've got quite a few good ones that we're going to talk about. Some good, some bad. All just to kind of paint the picture of our our thoughts of this diet. Yeah. When I was looking, I had literally zero hate <laughs> comments about this. But I think it's because I'm just so fixated on keto. Yeah. That that's where all my hate comes from. And just generally eating, which people hate when people tell when you tell them it's okay to eat. But Which is I'm excited kind of for the, the gist of this. Like we're just saying it's okay to eat meals and snacks throughout the day and people get pissed. Yeah. Let's get into it. Cause I already know you have maybe eight, four, five, six, seven, comments. Eight, nine, I think if I'm nine quickly enough. Yeah. But I already know we're going to get deterred by, <laughs> by yeah. these. So let's just jump into it. Our first one is quote. And these are direct quotes. These are not things we are paraphrasing right now. This is what the people are saying online. This first person said, intermittent fasting works if you make it work. Don't binge during your window and eat reasonably healthy. I made a TikTok response to this one recently, pretty recently. Um, By the way, too, we'll put the captions or the um, the comments on the screen. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to be able to kind of see and follow along. But basically the gist of what I said in my TikTok about this was like, if it was that easy to like, oh, I'm just not going to binge, going to eat healthy. Wouldn't like everyone be doing that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it'd be working. Right. I like the like works if you make it work. Like they're not (laughs) trying to make it work. They actually are intending for their pursuit of thinness to fail. Yeah. Except for this guy. This guy's got it down right. They are making it work. It's, it's giving healthism. (laughs) It's giving elitism in the wellness 
area space. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the main gist of what I said in my response video was like, if it was that simple, everyone would be doing it. I saw a video today actually on, I think Instagram. And I think it was a dietitian where she was saying, if it was as easy as like calories in calories out, then everyone would like weigh exactly what they wanted to weigh. No one would ever have like these crazy, like unexpected weight changes. We could just control it and do what we needed to do to weigh exactly what we wanted to. But even though, you know, the big overarching idea is that yes, calories in calories out. We all know it's how it works. There's so much on both sides of those equations that we don't have total control over it. And the same thing goes for this. Like you don't have total control on if you're going to binge during your window or not, if you've been restricting, which is what intermittent fasting is pretty big chance of binging, even if you don't actually want to be doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't have anything to add because Starting I feel strong. like this is just like the gist of all the fad diets you do, where it's just like, just do it. Just make just it work. do it. <laughs> or it's kind of like if someone has an ED and they're like, well, why don't you just eat more? Yeah. Like, it's why not don't just eat a burger. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. That's how, it, that's how it works. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. This one yeah. is like Emily said, a very, I think a good entryway because it kind of, uh, it's similar to all the diets ever, but mm-hmm. next one I think is more intermittent fasting. And I feel like this, this is an argument I've been getting a lot lately. And this is, there are lots of, oh, quote, there are lots of studies supporting intermittent fasting and literal human history. So their claim is that because people have been fasting for a long time, it's gotta be good for us. Right? Yeah. I can bring up lots of things in history that we should not be doing. My first, right. First, my first thought when I saw this was, remember when we used to bleed people out to get rid of their sickness? That's in human history, right? I put on the list, they used to put cocaine in Coca-Cola. Obviously, we don't do that anymore for good reason. Yeah. Also, the first part of this I wanted to bring up is like, cite your sources. I know it's a comment, but I, I want to hear what studies you're referring to. We can look at the sample sizes, the sample groups, like what did the group even like make up? Was it like men and women? Was it like one or the other? What were the age groups? Like how long was it done for? It's typically not was done it for a long on time. on humans or was it done on rats? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it animal studies or humans? Um, was it even like, was it observational? Was it self-reported? There's a lot of things that need to be taken into account when we're talking about studies and just saying lots of studies supporting it doesn't mean really anything. Right. Because I'm sure that right. there are lots of studies on it, but you can purposely misconstrue the conclusion to push a narrative, which happens all the time in the studies to support like everything in like the diet culture, wellness culture world. Like there's diets that support keto diets that support. Oh, I don't even know what's out there these days. I'm too tired support 
not drinking diet soda, ones that do support drinking diet soda, like, yeah. and that's just why it's all there, just so individualized. Yeah. And just because there are studies, we also have to look at like, even if the results were significant, like they can say intermittent fasting improved metabolism and decreased body weight. But then if you look at like the conclusion, the actual data, did this actually make a difference? Or is that just the title of the article? And that's all you're reading. Most case scenarios, people are just reading, reading the turtle, turtle <laughs> title or the intro. And then that's it. Yeah, exactly. And I guess we should point out too that if you fast for religious purposes, like that's a different thing. I think we have one of these comments coming down where they talk about, uh, I don't know, something else. We'll get to it. Um, but it's not like not all fasting is the diet of intermittent fasting. And I think a point I wanted to make too, I guess I'll do it now is like, it's not like if you like for us, we're against generally intermittent fasting. That does not mean that we are for eating 24 seven. Like it's, it's not, not one, one or the polarizing other. side or the other. There is a way to find a middle ground. Exactly. So like fasting in general, like is not inherently a terrible thing. We would not feel good if we were eating constantly. Obviously we all fast every night while we're asleep. And that's why it's so important to get good sleep. So your body can do all those things that they're claiming that intermittent fasting is so good for, but the beauty of sleeping and our body doing those things naturally is it's not an intentional restriction where we have an increased likelihood of binging, developing an eating disorder, all those different things. So it's not that like the, the practice of fasting is inherently bad. It's just how we're going about it and how intermittent fasting has become just another diet, just like every other one where it's just, again, so restrictive and people make it seem like if you're not doing that, then there's no way you can be pursuing health. Yeah. It's not black and white. It's like a dead horse. <laughs> Beat a dead record. <laughs> yeah, like a broken record. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not one or the other. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be. And it's yeah. luckily it's not. Well, we always joke, Emily, that you sometimes accidentally like intermittent fast I, when you just sleep in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or when I eat my dinner at 4 p.m., yeah. which I can no longer do now because I work through that time or I'm driving. So sad. But yeah, accidental faster, which actually ties into the next one. Let's get to that one. This one, mm -hmm. I think, is kind of like a... a maybe like a self-deprecating joke kind of thing. It's not, I don't think very serious, but they said, quote, they intermittent fast to lose weight. I intermittent fast because I'm neurodivergent. So same thing here. It's all about our intention. Someone who has like, say ADHD, they often struggled with like skipping meals because they just get so focused on whatever task they're doing. Eating regular meals is a pretty common struggle for someone who has ADHD. That does not mean that they are doing an intermittent fasting diet. I think there's still benefit to them figuring out a routine eating schedule. And if I have a, a patient that has ADHD, that's usually a goal of ours is figuring out how to get routine nutrition in. But I know this person was just kidding, but it's not the same thing. And that's what I was getting to at the last point where like, if you are sleeping and not eating and 
you know, in Emily's old case, if she's eating dinner at 4 p.m. and not again until the next morning and it's been 16 hours, she's not doing the intermittent fasting diet. She's just going that long without eating a meal. Yeah. The intention plays a very big part. And that's a very good point to make. Yeah. Yeah. So again, <laughs> with this one, if you do have ADHD, you are skipping meals or any other type of condition that leads to skipping meals and forgetting to eat, whatever. I do still suggest trying to find a way to increase regular meals and snacks throughout the day, whether yes. you're intentionally doing this or not, it's going to feel better, most likely to get regular meals in. Yeah. Our next one is very interesting. <laughs> it, it is, or the person said, well, my doctor and therapist both recommended intermittent fasting for weight loss would be hard to not eat anything for 8 p.m would be hard to not eat anything from 8 p.m. until noon the next day. So we all know how we feel about doctors giving nutrition advice slash pushing fad diets. But then also the therapist. And I'm like, therapist? what is, what is, what type of therapist is recommending this? Like it's one like therapist for, a- for weight loss. Right. Right. This, I feel like that's like an oxymoron. I, I kind of get like doctors recommending these things and not quite understanding the risks of it in terms of disordered eating and eating disorders. But I would think a therapist would have a much better understanding of disordered eating and eating disorders and know the risks of recommending something like this. Yeah. It makes me very nervous because from like a mental health standpoint, they are the expert and the relationship between fad diet, extreme dieting and intentional weight loss can be very harmful in someone's relationship with food and their body. Everyone gives out nutrition advice. That's what we've, (laughs) we really discovered. Dentists, people with literally no education anywhere related to health. Yep. You're right. Like literally anybody. People who goes to the gym people who is literally I want to say I'm surprised this one did strike me guys surprise a little bit this one kind of was a curveball but yeah we've only been in the field for how long and we're already like oh we're very jaded incredibly jaded um we we skipped the one before this but it's very similar oh sorry I got so fixated (laughs) No, this is a good one. I'm glad we talked about this because the therapist thing just like is insane. Yeah. You know, I'm still not over it. Now that I'm saying it again. Yeah. Like the doctor recommending it. I'm like, okay, whatever. Another day in the life. Yeah. Who doesn't? What doctor doesn't do that? Obviously there are doctors who don't. I know a lot of really great doctors. that do not do that and refer to dietitians, but Hearing that is like, okay, whatever. But a therapist? I'm feeling recommending not so upbeat right now. <laughs> I'm feeling, feeling very downbeat. Downbeat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't imagine if I was seeing a therapist and they're like, yeah, you should definitely do intermittent fasting. Yeah. Your body is incorrect. I think you would look better if you lost weight and you should do that by fasting. That will be $300, please. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Now I, I move on. yeah. Yeah. If yeah, I would not be okay if my therapist told me that. Right. 
Okay. Next anyway, one. <laughs> next one. Next one is quote, intermittent fasting is incredible for your health. Many doctors give good info online. The problem is that people misuse it. We talked about this a little bit in our episode where we watched one of our very first episodes talking about how we need to stop blaming the dieter and blame diet culture. This is exactly that. Like we're blaming people for not knowing how to use all of the insane contradicting information out there for nutrition. Not the fact that there is all the information out there that is so contradicting, which that's the problem we should be blaming. Yeah, exactly. It's shifting the blame, which is something that like in our early days, we were guilty of this where we were blaming the people yeah, or like being victims of diet culture, but it's diet culture and the people that are pushing it are the problems. We'll link the episode in the show notes if you want to listen to that a little, uh, reflect a little bit more on how our mindset changed around that. But yeah, it's, but also let's talk about the doctors give good info online. Right. Let's, let's talk we about kind of skimmed one. over that part because I think <laughs> we all, we know our thoughts on that, but let's, let's rehash. Um, there are quite a few doctors to name a few carnivore md who's a psychiatrist yeah who purposely push their own agendas and are incredibly damaging to people's relationships with foods conception of nutrition and i know this is one person this is a a poor sample size <laughs> to bring up and i'm sure there are good doctors who do get good who do give good information online, but it brings up the scope of practice issue to me. There's so many dietitians online and I know a lot of it is like a respect thing is people just respect doctors more than dietitians. Like it's a fact. It's obviously anytime you even bring it up to like I know like I talk to like family or friends about it and they mention like a doctor says something they're like well they know how to do their research and I'm like how many nutrition classes did they have probably zero also we took research classes we spent most of our time at Purdue reading research yeah dietitians know what they're doing crazy (laughs) crazy enough right And there's so many of them that if you don't like the ones you find online, I'm sure there's another one you'll like. There's thousands of them online. And there's so, they all vary what they specialize, how they preach, whatever they talk about. The resources are out there. Not to say like you have to ignore all the doctors, what they're saying. It's just more the nutrition stuff. I tend to get a bit skeptical. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not like doctors... First of all, they're not being malicious usually. Sometimes they are, but not always. I don't even remember what I was going to say. What's happening to us? (laughs) My brain is not doing well. I know. (laughs) Neither is mine. If you think of it, just. I feel like we said what we need to say for this one. Let's let's move on. Let's talk about the restrict binge cycle. Yes. Yes. So. Our next one is, quote, I like intermittent fasting because it's easier to know, say, I seem to say 
than to say to say no to everything than to say one cookie will be okay because it's never just one cookie. So let's talk about the all or nothing mindset. Let's talk about binge and restricting. So if you're new here, something we like to talk about a lot is the all or nothing mindset. It's either one or the other. It's all like in the name, it's all they're all having all the cookies or none of the cookies at all. It's easier to set those black and white rules and guidelines for yourself. But what tends to happen is if you restrict yourself physically, but also mentally, that plays a huge mental toll on you. Like you're going to, you're going to keep thinking about the cookie. If you're like no cookies, guess what you're going to think about cookies. And then once you are maybe in an environment or you're like, oh my gosh, just this one time, then you're going to overly consume it. And it's, and then you'll get upset with yourself and mad at yourself because you weren't disciplined enough and gave in and then be like, tomorrow will be better. And then we're back on that track. It's a very vicious cycle that's very common in dieting, but especially intermittent fasting, because it is legitimately do not eat anything. It's not like it's like specific foods. It's like, don't eat. And then during this time you can eat. So, and that's another thing with intermittent fasting. It gives you the time period you can eat. And that's when the binges tend to happen because you're going 16, 18 hours without eating, depending on how long your fast is. And then you open up the floodgates. Exactly. Exactly. Like your body is so smart and it knows if you are intentionally avoiding eating things and it's not sure why it just knows that it wants what it wants. And it's going to be so much easier to eat it amount of cookies that feels good for you. If you just say, Oh yeah, I'll eat the cookie. And there's of course so much more to that, you know, can we add stuff to it? So it's more satisfying. Well, so have we had that day, are we emotional eating? There's so much more than us just saying, eat the cookie and move on. There's lots to unpack there, but for the purpose of this podcast, yeah, just eat the cookie and move on. Like it's going to help mentally so much more than restricting it. And it, I can't talk today. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm a broken record. We, we always are a broken record. If you're yeah. new here, I guess we're not a broken record, but if you've been around a while, you've heard this a million times, just eat the cookie. And if there's on. a reason why you feel like you can't eat just one, it's not a you problem. There's a reason why you feel that way. And it likely very highly likely is related to either mental or physical restriction. Oh, okay. The next one's hilarious. I'm so excited for this one. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. <laughs> okay. This, this one is, a little. this one's so <laughs> funny. I feel like we've got a very similar one with the keto diet too, where they talk about like a normal bodily function being harmful to your body. Yeah. To clue you in the quote is quote, digestion is incredibly taxing on the body. That is why intermittent fasting works well. Digestion is like such a basic responsibility of your body. It's like saying it's a very like breathing, important one. It's like saying that breathing is incredibly taxing on the body. Yeah. Obviously can be, and digestion can be too, if you have something going wrong. And if that's <laughs> the case, don't do intermittent fasting. Go see a doctor. Yeah. Please seek help. <laughs> like if it's not going well, there's probably something else going on that not eating is not going to help. 
This one this, made me giggle. This one's crazy. It's <laughs> like saying like urinating is taxing on the body. Breathing is yeah, taxing on so the body. So stop drinking. Right. Stop breathing. Yeah. That's just so silly. Like go get a colonoscopy if you feel like your digestion <laughs> is taxing your body. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And like Emma said, like fasting and like not eating is not going to be the solution, especially if it's a struggle of like constipation. Of course you're constipated. If you're not eating, mm-hmm. like your body has no food to push through. Yeah. Or the uh, limited amount you're making is not enough. That's like holding on. And it's like, when am I going to eat, get food again? Right. It's like, we really want to poop, but we just can't because you're giving us no help in that area. Go to a doctor. If you're having indigestion or feel like digestion is really hard on your body, please go to a doctor. Yeah. And hopefully they'll refer you to a dietitian if need be. Fingers crossed. Oh, this next one gives me throwbacks to someone we knew in college. Our next quote is, quote, big changes happen when you do 36 and 72-hour fasts. So this is day and a half to three-day fasts, if we want to convert that to days. So please go one and a half to three days without eating. Big changes will happen. I'd like to know which changes they're thinking about because the ones I think of are brain fog, Possible dehydration because we get water and electrolytes from food, hypotension, fainting, blacking out. Those are the the changes that I expect to happen when you don't eat for three days. Yeah. Like asking me to live my normal life and go to work and not eat for one and a half to three days, I would probably lose my job because I would become (laughs) an evil demon. (laughs) Then you would just like pass out at work and be literally useless. Yeah. Probably like, to get hospitalized from dehydration. Yeah. The whole like multiple day fast thing really, I feel like there was, um, I don't know where I saw it. I feel like I mentioned this before on here, but it's been so many episodes. I don't remember <laughs> when. First world countries and people in first world countries create issues around food solely because they're bored and and they don't understand how much of a a necessity it is. And I know there are people in first world countries that also can't afford food. So I'm not including these people, obviously. Like people in third world countries, they aren't making up bad diets because they're just trying to eat. And they will most, they might, a lot of them have digestion issues because their body isn't used to eating regularly. I saw someone mention this before and I'm like, yep, that's it. It's literally like people are so bored. They create issues out of nowhere. Like the diet culture space, well, it's not bored. It's also a money-making thing. That's the main thing. It's not boredom, it's money. But It's just so, I'm like, where did this come from? What in our ancestral lines makes you think you don't have to eat for three days and you'll do better? I was like Googling, I was Googling like 72 hour fasts, thinking I would see a lot of stuff saying like, don't do this. There were so many articles. I'm like, how to do it? Tips to not feel hungry. 
like so many just like blogs and stuff teaching you how to do these types of fasts. Like it's just so normalized. Yep. So yeah, this one sucks. Don't fast for three days. Yeah. Please eat. If you're able to, and you have access to food, please eat. Like, why would you not? It's such a privilege. Like a huge privilege. Take advantage of that. I should be thankful. Like if you don't have an issue with food accessibility or insecurity, you should be thankful you have access to food and can eat regularly. You're so right. It's like a (laughs) money-making thing. And it's also a healthism thing and a pursuit of as thin as possible thing. We will find any way, any variation to like get others to be thin so we can make money off of them pursuing being thin. (sighs) What a world. What a world. (laughs) We're just here to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. I guess we're profiting off of it. That's true. Sadly. (laughs) Not very happily. I'd much rather talk about other things. Oh, me too. Let's move on to our last one. This one's pretty funny. It's someone who who gets it. I like this person. They said, quote, I have a cousin who called me food dependent when I got hungry on a hike. He only eats one keto meal per day. Shake my head. I'll stay dependent and alive. LOL. <laughs> like, yeah, preach. I like this. <laughs> I like this comment a lot. Like we're all food dependent. Yeah. It keeps you functioning and alive. And like, why would you brag about it's literally like food dependent? It's literally romanticized starvation. That's that's all it is. You're not I can bet they don't have good relationships with food or their body. I guess from some point too of like what do whatever you want. If you want to eat one keto meal a day, I don't care, but like, don't make fun of others for being food dependent. That's crazy. That's crazy. What? I would have like, pushed that cousin off the cliff. Would not, <laughs> would not have done that. But... That was very Enneagram eight of you to say. <laughs> it, yes. Oh my, but like, I would be stunned if someone, I'd be like, duh. How do you even like say to someone like, I think you're being food dependent right now. <laughs> That's crazy. That's great. <laughs> like I can kind of see where the whole like food addiction, sugar addiction argument comes in. Like it makes sense. You would feel that way. Like you're addicted to food, but to like straight up say you're dependent on food. Like, yeah, that's why we can't be addicted to food because we need it to survive and you can't be addicted to things that you need to survive so like this person clearly it's like right over their head (laughs) yeah I don't know what's going on in that brain but well at least the commenter gets it (sighs) I told myself I was gonna be nicer this year but then I just thought of something (laughs) and I'm gonna say it so no thoughts going on in that head probably because you're eating a keto meal you're not giving your brain glucose that's its preferred source of energy okay i'm done i'm done that wasn't that mean we've said worse (laughs) yes you're right you're right (laughs) that's fine i'll give you a pass you can still you can still pursue niceness this year that was (laughs) i guess that wasn't me ruining my resolution (laughs) yeah you're good (laughs) 
Ah, I like this commenter. I'm glad yeah, this thing would end on a good line. note. That's a fun way to end. Let's talk about the future. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> where where are they now? <laughs> Intermittent fasting. Because we haven't talked about this since probably 2021. And now it's been three years. So there is research coming out, luckily. And some things to take note as the research comes out, as people interpret this, hopefully they're interpreting it correctly. That's a big ask. (laughs) We have to think about kind of like, how will implementing intermittent fasting affect our relationship with food? Telling yourself to eat and telling yourself when not to eat. How will that affect our hunger and fullness cues? That or nothing mindset, the good versus bad mentality, stuff like that. You also have to take. Sorry, I have to add to this. There's like all these claims about intermittent fasting helping with like cell health and like it, your cells, when they don't have to be constantly working to digest, they can work on like repurposing themselves basically. But like, even if that's like, that's true. And it's like, really is so health benefiting to intermittent fast. Like you just said, if it's ruining our relationship with food, like it's not actually health promoting. So like, even if this research is proving that like, it's so good for us to fast over like, let's say a 16 hour period of time. But like, that means that we're binging when we do go to eat and we have this, like, we feel guilty whenever we eat something that's not on the plan. Like that's, that's not healthy. If we're feeling stressed about food as a result of doing this. Mental healthness is also health people. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's all. We can go on to the next one, (laughs) which is very similar. How sustainable is this? Like, again, even if intermittent fasting is like the healthiest diet in the world, everyone who does it lives to be 150 if you can't maintain it over a long period of your life, then it's also not going to be helpful for you. Like doing 30 days of intermittent fasting, which will likely lead to you binging once you're off of it. It's just not, what was the point? Yeah. It's not going to reset your body or anything. It's just going to stress it out a lot more. Exactly. And then kind of going back to like how there is research coming out, it's important to note that the research cannot always just be like individualized to every single person. Like they're using, it's dependent on all those different factors we've mentioned, but also work with a trained health professional, work with a dietitian on your nutrition who will be able to find the best approach that works for you. Like just because your cousin who eats keto once a day it works well for them. And maybe they found a research article that shows how it could be beneficial. Doesn't mean that should be then distributed to the entire general public. Exactly. I also want to bring up too that like, once again, if the research is just the most magnificent groundbreaking research ever, it's okay. If you don't take part in it, like you don't always need to be pursuing health, thinness, wellness, it's okay to just not doesn't make you a bad person. If you're not doing this, even if everyone says it's the best thing for you. Yeah. You gotta do what's best for you. 
And sometimes that's not doing much of anything and that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's just surviving and trying to get through the day. Yeah. (laughs) And we've mentioned a million times before emotional eating, like sometimes that can make you feel better. And that likely is not going to be a part of your 16 and eight fasting plan. Like, oh, you can only emotionally eat during your feeding window. From five to six, that's when I plan to emotionally eat. (laughs) (laughs) So like if, again, you're in a a self-care era or um, your entire life, this could be an era of decades. It could be your entire life. You don't have to be doing these things, even if they are quote unquote healthy for you. I feel like whenever we say something like that, we get so much backlash of like, oh, you want everyone to die and be unhealthy. (laughs) We're not wishing malicious things on people. We want them to take care of themselves. But that goes beyond just like nutrition. Yeah. Sometimes it's being gentle and nice to yourself. (laughs) If I can work on being nice to others, you can work on being nice to yourself. And like that access to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Same struggle. See, where you might be not nice to yourself. I struggled to not be nice to others. So it took me a minute to hear, like, hear what you said and like <laughs> conceptualize it. That was funny. Um, but like also too, like health is a privilege also, unfortunately it shouldn't be, but it is. And so not everyone gets to focus on imminent fasting because they're trying to just like stay alive and feed their family. Yeah. Living like paycheck to paycheck where what they're eating might not be the biggest priority to them. Eating might just be priority, like getting food. Yeah, exactly. And so if us as dietitians are working with them and we say, that's literally okay. Like fed is best. Just get some food in. It's not because we don't want them to be healthy. It's because for them in this time right now, just eating whatever they can is what's healthy for them. Yeah. And the last one we already brought up, but we've said that, you know, even if we are generally against the concept of this diet of intuitive, intuitive fasting, oh my God, intermittent (laughs) fasting, (laughs) (laughs) one if has gotten into my brain, (laughs) even if we are against this general concept, it does not mean that we're saying that you should be eating 24 seven and never have periods of not eating. That's not, that's not what we're saying at all. No, it's not. It doesn't have to be as dramatic as we're making it out to be. Everyone chill out. Like We're just saying this specific method might not be the best. It's the same thing with keto. When we say we don't recommend keto, we're not saying to eat a thousand grams of carbs per meal. That'd be crazy. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That's like some Michael Phelps shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's that. Like the bottom line, if I could sum it up in like a few words, like you just said, I think actually just chill out. Like it's not that complicated (laughs) or serious. Chill out. We have so much going on in the world. Like your eating window doesn't matter. I'm going to just say it. And like, like, like Anna said, do whatever you want. Like your body is your body. You are entitled to do whatever you want with it, but leave other people alone. That's stop. Don't, don't be a bully. In 2024, we're all going to not be bullies. We're all going to follow Emily's footsteps and be so nice to each other. Nice to each other. Nice to ourselves. I think that'd just be better overall. 
Yeah. Just yeah. don't. It's like the projecting. Let's not do that. I think nice. a lot of people listening typically aren't. I feel like we don't tend to attract the people that projected they tend to come after us so like why would they want to listen to this but right. if you find yourself doing that hey we're reflecting now it's this is a safe space it's okay be like i think oh. it is more so like if our listeners since our listeners are people who aren't doing that most likely i think it's more so our advice for them could be if you receive that you've got a diet pusher in your life just tell them to chill out or ignore them don't worry about it yeah. You're probably not a diet pusher yourself, which is a great, a great lifestyle choice. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have one in your <laughs> life, <Diet push. laughs> it makes me think of, um, in Mean Girls when Patty said that Tina Fey's character and the teacher was a drug <laughs> pusher. She's a drug pusher. <laughs> she pushes drugs, <laughs> but they're uh, a diet pushers. I love a good Mean Girl reference. There's probably mm-hmm. one for every episode we've done. Mm-hmm. We should start trying to, that'd be too much work, I think, but trying to include a Mean Girls quote wherever we can. Yeah. If it That's comes. my 2024 resolution. <laughs> Great. Well, Great. it'll be good for both of us <laughs> yeah. and the world will be a better place because of it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, mm-hmm. that was another episode of the Not So Upbeat Dietitians Intermittent Fasting Edition with a hint of a diet review, which we got, we know you guys love. Those are usually our most yeah. listened to episodes. This is season eight. So let us know what you want to hear more of. Um, we are here to serve. <laughs> We're here all day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, watch the YouTube. Sub- if you aren't subscribed to the YouTube at this point, what are you doing? We add so much fun stuff to that. Make sure you listen to the beat deets, our bonus questions. We get way too up close and personal um, in those, and they're always fun to listen to. Also, now at a discounted price, so we love saving money. Cha-ching. <laughs> and then if you do have any questions and you don't want to like DM us or message us on social media, there is a little forum on our website where you can add a question there. Yeah might become an episode all right guys season eight we're excited we'll see you next week bye guys